Good morning. There you go. Yep. <laughs> now we're good to go. <laughs> yes. Love it, dude. But very early morning. Very excited for this guest we're going to have today. Yeah. I'm excited. I've been wanting to get him on the pod for a while. We talked about it last week. We got Elliot Page hopping on here in about five-ish minutes. So, uh, yeah. Gotta love it. Super stoked. But uh, what's been new with you this week? Anything crazy going on? Uh, yeah, I just got back from New York last night, actually. Uh, quick I little day trip out to New York, so I'm very tired. Um, yeah. Used to getting a lot of sleep. I did not last night, but uh, no, it was it was good. It was uh, flew out in about seven a.m. Got there, walked around a little bit, just checked it out, checked out his warehouse and his house and his collection. He's got some crazy stuff in his collection. John Carlo Blazenarius, who I'm talking about, and then um, went up go went golfing. Let's go golfing. Um, Let's go. A bunch of DJ Khaled merch and some golf shoes and stuff he was trying to sell. So he's like, hey, like come out and play some golf so he ended up we ended up not running a lot of the shoes during the whatnot on the course but we did after and then ended up giving away a pair of travis scott golf shoes too so it was good nice it was a good stream so that's yeah, solid dude. it was fun oh yeah it was a fun little trip we love day trips they yeah. are exhausting though otherwise than that i just <clears throat> cleaning up getting some shoes in i got the cpfms in i got Vanity the Clarks I could finally post about. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Weatherspoon Gazelles, I got those in. Beautiful. Um, Dude, yeah, the so they're they're actually numbered. They're pair 123 out of 200, so pretty cool there. They're legit. Elliot. Look at this guy. Look at this setup here. That backdrop, dude. I love it. Just make sure you guys can hear me. Oh, oh that's yeah. Perfect, that's perfect. Nice. Super crisp. Because I know you guys go pretty epic with your... Uh... Your setup and your camera quality so it's trying to bring we something try. halfway <laughs> decent <laughs> i love it i love it no I, you're, you're the background and your set looks way better than ours right now so how much can you see because it's all vertical on mine yes uh i can see basically just you and then a bunch of wood panels i see a little plant in the left mm-hmm. and then uh, you get a nice little <clears throat> ambient light there too so but it records full frame and everything yep. too. So whenever I go in and post, it full lets you crop better. it and everything. Yeah, there's more so. either side, right? So you'll figure yeah. that out in post. Yeah, Can't yeah. Wait to watch exactly. The afterwards, then. That's the That's mystery. Perfect. I love it. I love well, sweet. It. We got uh, good friend Elliot on. I got a little bio I want to read about you. Um, so people that don't know Elliot. Sneaker content creator like us. Uh, he's based out of the UK, which makes this kind of interesting. I'm gonna, excited to talk about trends and uh, kind of the culture of sneakers over there versus in the US because Sess in Atlanta, I'm in Minnesota, we're in two different parts of the US, so it kind of changes it up for us already. Um, already over half a million on YouTube. Huge congrats on that. I saw you just got that. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's, it. it's been going up quick. Um, and then you almost got another half a million on TikTok and YouTube, uh, really engaging short form content as well. Uh, focus on sneakers, sneaker reviews, sneaker news, and tossing some fashion there too. So let's get into it. I know you love your Yeezys too. That's something Seth and I do not talk about very often is Yeezys, but really? uh, I know you're huge into the Yeezys. So. Is there any reason why? Honestly, I, I just... I've never fit into 350s, and that was kind of the starting point for Yeezys for me. And I've always liked 700s, and 
some of the models and I've never been a foam runner fan, never been a slides fan. I, I don't know. I've just never gotten into it. I'm more of like a OG Jordan one person, new balances. I don't know. I just, something I've Not never a slides down. fan is, is pretty wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> See, Mr. I'm, Mr. World's comfiest slides reviews. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I just, I, I'm a 10 and a half, 11 and, in my sizing and so i went with an 11 and it was just a little bit too small because i kind of have wide feet and then i went to a 12 and it was like too big and i was like all right this just doesn't work so they're so, all over the place with sizing yeah all i can over imagine the place. i've never even tried them i want to try them but i've like you've ever never tried a pair of yeezy slides never in my life i don't I think know that's why. even crazier what it's one of those things i'm just like uh I, but i don't wear so what, slides they, they don't much. look like something you would wear I guess like you just don't I like the, the look whole of them. thing, but I've always loved Yeezys. Like right when straight from the get go, like I've been a huge Kanye West fan for years, so I was super excited when the partnership started. I've really only had like the Zebras, the Wave Runners, and I think that's it. But like when I started getting into content, I sold pretty much all of my sneakers. So sold all of that to afford <laughs> microphone, camera, computer. Started I was going to say that sounds quite counterintuitive. I started making exactly. content and they just on got sneakers, rid of all of my Got sneakers. rid of all the sneakers. I was like, this is inventory. I can sell it. Got rid of everything. Oh, and then I was God. like, okay. So like the first year I started doing content was like only talking about sneaker news and being like, here's the sneakers coming out. Here's the sneakers coming out. And I did that for ever until I was able to start slowly getting more sneakers again so it was very I'd be really interested to to hear about um just kind of like your content creation thing where it's like all of the early sneakers oh it's crazy that's yeah. the way that i first kind of found you that makes like sense. you were doing all of like the early reviews and stuff like that and then i was like like you had a connection to what's the group called sneaker knockers yeah so are you still affiliated with them I am, yeah. So that one was crazy. I actually worked at Champ Sports at the time. They came in trying to buy a bunch of like sneakers bulk. This is before I even started making sneaker content. And I just got a relationship with them and kept hounding them, being like, hey, I want to start making content. I notice you guys don't have anybody making your content, so let's work something out. And then, you know, over the course of a year or so, I started making my own content, and then luckily the guy that runs Sneaker Knockers lives like 30 minutes down the street, so whenever he gets early pairs in, he drops them off, and I just shoot all the content, so that's it's nice. Sick. I mean, like, what do I have right now? And that, that's like, a big part with the content, too, is actually getting access to the early stuff. pairs. A lot of stuff. What is that, like, down here. that's next you know? year. <laughs> exactly, like. Bro's living in 2024 already. It's it's crazy. It's it's really cool. And it also, I don't know, it really helps me out with like buyer's remorse when like, you know, you go for pairs, you never really end up wearing them and you finally get them for the first time. You're like, oh, these are fine. Like They're not too bad. But now I get to see them all super early, scratch the itch, kind of see if That's I actually wild. like them. And then, you know, go for them if I really like them. But yeah, it's so cool. So do you make content for them? Yes. And then in return, you get to make your own content. Yeah, essentially. It's it's cool. still so trying we... to figure it out. It's a fun little trade-off, though. I enjoy no, it. That's, that's a really good setup. That's nice. It's definitely not bad. But let's talk about you. What got you 
yeah. into creating sneaker content. I know you talked about it a little bit on your like 500k milestone video you posted on YouTube, which excellent video. I loved it. I meant to hit you up after I saw it, but it was like super late, and I was like, hey, he's passed out. I'm not even gonna reach out. But I go to bed killed... very early as well. I'm known for that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially for us. But, but yeah, what uh, what started all of this? What sparked the interest? Um, well, yeah, kind of. I've lived quite a a traveling life, so I've lived yeah. in multiple countries. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I grew up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So that was until I was 15. And then I came to the UK. And then how long was I here? It was only like maybe two or three years. And then I moved to Australia from the UK. Um, and then it was actually when I was out there that I started the YouTube channel. Because it was like, interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been on like one of these I don't know what you would call it. What do you call like, um, maybe it's like a gap year. If you're like a university student, you take a gap year. Yep. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, except I wasn't in university. So it was just like a gap year from life. I just was like, I'm moving out there. Um, and it was a, it was a pretty reckless decision because I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Like I went out there with, with hardly anything. So I didn't know what was going to happen. And there was so many times where things could have gone like super bad, but uh, luckily it all worked out. Yeah. So out there have a lot more time um, and time to just really kind of think about what I wanted to do with, you know, my life. I'd been a personal trainer and that was kind of like what I always thought I wanted to do from like school, college was like personal training, like super into fitness And that was like the natural progression. Um, So out there, it was kind of like I could just get a job where I think I was working as like a cleaner in a hotel. So just like cleaning people's rooms. And when you when you like go back to like, it's pretty much like going back to a job that you had when I was like in school and college. So it was just kind of like almost like a full reset. So I have like all of this time I've got like no shame whatsoever. So it's like, I don't have to worry about like what my friends are going to think if I start a YouTube channel, you know, I'm just like, oh, doesn't true. matter. Um, so yeah, all of those things that would typically hold someone back from starting was like, I didn't have that. Cause like, I'm in a brand new country. No one knows me here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all just like, you know, let's go for it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I've always been like super into sneakers and shoes, like ever since I was uh, a kid, obviously couldn't like afford very many. So it wasn't like, um, it's not like you guys out in the US where it's like serious sneakerheads, where it's like, you know, it's like (laughs) almost like a a culture, you know, Um, it was just something that I always appreciated. I bought like whatever I kind of could. I think like some of my first pairs were like Air Forces um, and some like, I can't even remember what they were called, a pair of Jordans, but um, yeah, so I always, I always liked sneakers and I was out there and I was just about to buy a pair of shoes and it was the, um, the element, the Nike element react 87s, the I think 87s. they were called. Yeah. 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 And oh, there was, God. it was like this blue pair <laughs> and I was like, it was like the first nice pair of shoes that I had in a while. So I was like this is pretty special. Like I'm, I'm really into this pair of shoes. 
and then I found out, like, I had been watching sneaker content for a while at this point. Um, and then I found out that they were doing an Asia exclusive colorway. Mm -hmm. And something about that just clicked in my head where I was like, yo, I have this pair of shoes that's like all of these other reviewers don't have. So I was like, why don't I just make a video on it? No one else has done a video on this. And it's like, you know, no one really cared. It wasn't like the most hyped shoe, but it was still like, you know, there was no other video. So I was like, okay, let me just, I got all the time in the world. I'm, you know, I'm chilling here. It's, I don't have to go and clean today. So I uh, just set up my phone and yeah, it's been history, man. That's, That's how it is, started. Is that video still live? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure I have unlisted most of those. I, I think I kept sense. like the first one yeah, so that people could go back and see like, oh, it's the first one. But then, you know, after that, it's like, yeah, they're, they're too <laughs> terrible to, to keep up there. Yeah, I know the feeling. Uh, yeah. so, funny. <laughs> so how did that transition into, so you made the first video, it was on your phone, it was very raw and very not your favorite now versus what what you're putting out now. Um, when did it start where you were like, all right, let me do this again. Did that video do well or did it not do well or did you just like doing it or where did it progress because you kind of just jumped all right and the rest is history i kind of want to know about that history a little bit where did it did you go out and buy another pair of shoes did you try to get another exclusive um what, what was kind of like right after you posted that one cool that's very good uh podcasting podcasting skills there those follow-up <laughs> questions um yeah so basically uh, this is where it probably gets a little bit crazy so um, yeah, so I made that video and I don't think it performed like exceptionally well, but I really enjoyed the editing and like production process of that. And then just like publishing it, you know, you've created this, this video, um, and, and then you, you put it out there to the world and, and that's kind of like a really cool feeling. So yeah, that, that wasn't really like, it's not like it blew up and I was like, yeah, I want to do this again. It was just kind of like, cool. Okay. What other shoes can I do? So what I was doing at that point obviously had no money. So there's this thing in, in Australia, if anybody is uh, from Australia, they'll know. It's called uh, Afterpay, which it was kind of new back then. But obviously now, like every country has like pay in for installments kind of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So you basically that allowed me to buy another pair of shoes for like, I think you pay it back in like four installments. So it's only like, mm -hmm. let's say it's, uh, you know, like. 20 30 bucks for a pair of shoes so I'd, I'd be able to afford that um and then i'd still return it <laughs> i'd make sure like because uh, you know i needed that money <laughs> to survive for sure so yeah i think the next one was like um i think i did like a pair of prestos or something like that there was like a new version of the presto um so i reviewed that returned those and that was kind of like a thing where i was like i think i recorded maybe four reviews when I was out there. And then like once I'd gotten the reviews out of the way, kind of was like warming up to being on camera. I even tried a couple vlogs. So I did like, I vlogged my last day in Australia. Um, and then also when I was on the way back to the UK, I did a, uh, a Bali vlog as well, which I don't know if that's still up or not, but um, I was still figuring out the copyright thing. So there's actually some videos that I've made that I just yeah. freaking like grabbed somebody's like track, like mm. a Travis Scott song and just threw it yeah. on the video 
yep. I didn't know. And then it just We've gets like fucking there. like taken down completely. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's like a few that got removed anyway. So I did, yeah, two vlogs. And at that point I was like, yeah, you know, I could, I could do this. This is pretty fun. Um, and then when I go back to the UK, that's when like I came back and I was in like 10K debt. I was like, you know, I, <laughs> I freaking spent all my money out in Australia. So now it's like, okay, reality, I need to get like a proper job and get some money, you know, to pay off all this debt and like survive basically. Um, so I went back to personal training and luckily it was a job where you kind of work for the gym instead of like what I was doing before, which was self-employed personal training, which took oh, up okay. obviously a lot more time. So this is just kind of like, it's, it's almost like a nine to five where you just go in, you train the, the people at the gym, you look after the gym, you know, um, kind of act like a fitness instructor. Um, so yeah, was working that job and what that allowed me to do was continue making videos back in the UK because I was working this job. And at that point I was like, I don't know, maybe I had a couple hundred subs or something, but immediately you're like, you know what, this, this is actually working. So yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty much just working that job, making content until I eventually went like part-time and then just slowly was able to go full-time. So what's like the timeline with this? How many years ago, I guess, did you post your first YouTube video? Let me pull it up actually. I believe it was, cause it would actually be good to get a timeline. Cause I always get confused with the timeline. Me too. Um, COVID it's in my head. Too, it's a lot of us started making content and and it flies yeah, there's by. a lot hey that was like um it's that uh that covid time yeah where people really got on the the content uh bandwagon which was pretty cool and then after you figure that out as well i'm curious on you talked about you eventually went full-time what did that look like and and how, was that scary to do was that because that's something that neither seth and i have done yet and we're hoping to do it eventually is to go full-time into the content but it's definitely a tricky stage so i'm curious your thoughts on all right this is like I'm ready to do it i can do it i can afford to do it like still keep buying shoes to review and, and stuff like that just kind of the thought process behind that too so what do you guys do for work then if you're not full-time so I do social media. I do social media for uh, a power sports company. So we sell ATVs, pontoons, side-by-sides. Um, so it works well because it's it, kind of hybrid. And so I can make my own schedule. And I've worked there for a couple of years while I was finishing up college. And um, so it, I can go in for a day out of the week and record a bunch of videos and then edit them at home while I'm doing shoe stuff. So I can continue to pump out the content but it's also social media so i'm learning in another genre too so it, it works together pretty well for me yeah cool, and man. i do That's a really cool. digital media advertising so i sell all the podcast ads streaming tv ads radio pretty much anything so it's pretty cool do I you both it. enjoy your jobs that's the thing like this is my the company that I'm at right now was my dream job, like in college. It just took me <laughs> forever to finally get it. So I love it. I think it's so much fun and I get to see like the back end of how like 
just advertising works, especially on social media and all these digital platforms. So I enjoy it and it teaches me a lot just about social media in general. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm the same. I, it's for me, it's more of a, a job to pay the bills and married. Now I got different priorities and stuff. So it's save for retirement and stuff like that. So um, congrats on that, by the way. Thank you I much. Saw, I appreciate I saw that. The, the post about it. That was pretty cool. Very yeah, cool, no, it, it was awesome. So, yeah, so I mean, I it it works so well with the social media where the schedules are both very flexible, so it works re- really well right now. If it was a a nine to five where I had to go into the office and then I was recording after, um, and Seth, you work from home, so it, it mm-hmm. helps and stuff. So, um, no, right now it works well. It's a good balance. Happy with it. So. Yeah, I think the uh, the nine to five thing was really rough, trying to balance that with content, especially if it's or at least I mean, I guess it's just like all I know, but like long form, because it's so tedious to edit, mm-hmm. freaking ten minute video. Um, yeah. You're trying to do that and then like record between those hours, uh, and then edit it. So yeah, it was it was rough for a very long time when I was doing like full time work and. Uh, and then trying to make YouTube videos as well. It's, I know you talked about that in your um, the 500K special, right? You talked about kind of staying up late and, and doing what, – what was that schedule like when you were like towards the end of going full-time? Was it like, all right, I just i am burnt out. I can't do this anymore? Or what did that look like? Yeah, I got um, – so it was basically like it was full-on days where – depending on what shift I had, because sometimes it was like a uh, afternoon, so like maybe 12 till 8 or like a 2 till 10 or something like that, or other times it was like a 6 a.m. till 3 or 4 in the afternoon. So I'd always just try and work around that. Um, So yeah, I'd either be like waking up super early to try and crack the video out, but I always like I always didn't like that because it's like when you're recording and then you just wake up. It's like you've got to give yourself time to be on camera because you wake up, you've got these crusty eyes. You're like, you know, trying to get in front of it's a, you know, be enthusiastic right and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's your guys' morning, isn't it? Yep. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, appreciate for you guys uh, accommodating <laughs> me. I'm no, here, no, everybody. we had to get you out. We're just we're used to doing it after work, and so we're doing it like seven eight nine o'clock at night i don't think we've ever done an early morning one so it's i wow. like it though it's different but i'm here for it you know i'm here yeah. for so it. so what time is it there eight eight nine for me cool that's not too bad it's, that's yeah. okay no it's definitely not. it's not like four or five in the morning or anything crazy yeah i was worried that it was going to be super um yeah super bad with with the time difference what what time is it there for you right now uh 220 gotcha in the in the afternoon so yeah do you want to talk about going into full-time on content and stuff and like that jump yeah um so it's been four years i was just scrolling through i'll make sure i link that back in so yeah four years (laughs) i've been making youtube videos um and so yeah when i was back in the uk working this personal training job so yeah, working between the shifts, it was either I'd wake up super early, like 6 a.m., um, record, edit, get all the B-roll. It's specifically, specifically tough with um, reviews 
because when I do my reviews, ever since the like, that's the one piece of content that's never changed with me as a review. Like yeah. All my other videos have kind of changed, but like a sneaker review is kind of always stay the same where I do like the normal sitting there with the shoe. And then I have all of that B-roll footage, which is actually me going to another location uh, and then doing like all these these shots with like a gimbal and everything. Um, and then that would be extremely time consuming. It's still like to this day, you know, I've got to go and drive somewhere else park the car, get out, and then we spend like at least an hour, two hours just shooting the B-roll. Um, so yeah, that was that was super like cutting it fine. It's like as soon as I finished uh, recording and everything, I'd take off to work and um, I'd just be at work. And as soon as like the boss would leave or something, I'd be like in the office, like editing for a little bit <laughs> and then going nice. back out to the gym floor, like, okay, let's, what can I help you with? And then going back in there, trying to edit. So it was, yeah, it was a huge juggle. And then other times when I was on like a late shift, uh, sometimes I was able to like get home, like finish at eight, quickly go home, like 8 p.m., go home, record, and then do all the editing the next day in the morning. So yeah, my days were literally just flat out. I was Top either recording balanced. or in the gym. Um, so yeah, there was a point where the, yeah, lockdown, I'll mention that COVID helped massively with content, like obviously horrendous situation for so many people, but True. here in the UK, I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Are we going to wait for him or? <laughs> no, no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, there was a point. So obviously, you know, like lockdown hit and here in the UK, it was just straight up like lockdown. Everybody needs to stay at home. Um, and I think that was like, you know, I had already been making content for a while at that point, probably about a year. So I was like, okay, cool. At the beginning, I was, you know, everybody was kind of panicking and wondering, like, you know, is the world falling apart? So I went through that phase of like, okay, this is, this is crazy. But then after that kind of faded away, I was like, you know what, I've got all of this time. You know, there's no way I'm going to allow myself to like sleep in or just watch movies or like play video games. I'm gonna make sure that I like get this uh, content done and like really give it a go. So I kind of made this challenge with myself. I was like, I'm gonna try and make one video every single day for the next 30 days. Um, and obviously as someone who's only been doing content for like a year, that's quite a tough thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I did it and, and obviously like not all of the videos were postable because they were just terrible with that with those kind of time restraints so some oh, would yeah. actually make it to become an actual video but as long as i was doing the process of you know scripting the video uh, sitting in front of the camera recording it editing it um that's what i was really like that repetition is what's going to help me become a better uh, content creator so yeah that's what i did for the next 30 days and then it just be kind of just became a flow you know you get into that rhythm of like now I have a set structure. I kind of know what I'm doing. Um, and then when all of the lockdowns lifted, I went back to work. My channel, I can't remember how many subs I was on, but I was most probably earning money at that point because we had three or four different lockdowns for a decent amount of time. So this went mm -hmm. on for, I mean, Were yeah, you? as you guys know, 
were you in Australia at the time or you were were you in the UK? This this was the UK. So I got back gotcha. from I came back to the UK from Australia in about I don't know, maybe it was 2019. Okay. Yeah, it must have been 2019 and then that was like it was kind of the beginning of 2020, right? Where that's when things mm-hmm. started happening like different countries were doing lockdowns and stuff. Um and then that yeah, that continued to like 2021, didn't it? All of the lockdowns? <sighs> yeah. Something like that. It took it took it a was minute. a couple of summers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, when we went back to work, then yeah, I, I don't know. It was kind of like a phase of like lockdowns are lifted, we go back to work and then it's like a month later we have to go back home again. So there was that in-between phase where it's like, you know, work home, work home. Um but when it was like finally okay we're back into work now when there's not going to be any more lockdowns that's when i was like okay i'm making a little bit of money from uh from youtube it's nothing crazy certainly not enough to to quit the, my job but it was i think i stayed there for another couple months and then went part time uh cuz then i was like cool i'll just supplement this youtube income with the gym income It'll yeah, give me so smart, much yeah. more time to make more content. Um, and then, yeah, there was a point. When did I actually leave my job? It was 2020, January 2022, I think. So it's Pretty about sure. well over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Well over That's a crazy, year. crazy, man. And then it's just full time. And then it builds from there. It's like now it's even crazier. I feel like I have zero time. <laughs> so so talk about that a little bit. Like what when when you wake up in the morning, I'm sure you go work out. And we've, we've seen it on the vlogs and stuff. Um, like do you wake up? Like what does a creative process look like? Is it wake up, script a video, film? Or you just tell us kind of what, what does your day-to-day look like doing it full-time now? Yeah. Um, so I'm quite a, like, I, I'm kind of quite like a, I'm good with routine. So I usually just kind of follow a very just like scripted routine day to day. So I wake up at um, five, I go to the gym for six. Um, I'll train till about half seven, eight. If there's a sneaker release, I'll rush back home because we always have them at eight. Or I'll, mm. I'll be entering in the car on the way home. <laughs> um, and then when I get home, it's pretty much just like breakfast, coffee. And then I'm by the computer. And it's like, cool, let's script today's video or tomorrow's video or whatever. It's usually scripting first because I find like I'm fresher in the morning. I'm like a morning person. Um, so, yeah, I'll get like a decent amount of scripting done for a couple hours. And then it'll be recording probably about midday. So I'll record whatever it is. Um, and then it's just editing pretty much for the rest of the day, whether it's, you know, tomorrow's video, the next day, whatever's on the agenda is just editing. And that's like probably one of the things that I really want to hand off at this point. I really want to hire an editor, but that's a lot harder. I don't know how people even do it. <laughs> I know, and it's, it's crazy. finding like someone giving away that, that creative like... process is tough. And they have it's, to it's be able to read your mind, which is yeah. like, oh, it's impossible. But 
Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, if you can, if you can find the right guy, it's definitely the yeah. Move. And I think it's it's a process. You know, it's like it's gonna be a lot of trial and error to begin with. A lot of like, uh, it's just you're basically gonna be like sinking money into it until they're at a point where it's like, okay, this edited video can go live on my channel, and I'm I'm happy with it. It's at a good point. Um, and then yeah. So that's something I'm currently working on is finding an editor that um, that I really want to bring on into the team. But uh, as of right now, that's probably the most time-consuming thing is editing. Yeah, no, I, truth. I agree with you there. So what's your favorite you both... type of content to make, though? I'm assuming short form because easier, but what do you find the most joy in shooting? Is it like reviews? sneaker release date type stuff or like vlogs what's the most fun um they've all got a little bit of a different like there's all different reasons for why i enjoy each one i don't know if i necessarily have a favorite short form's probably not my favorite by any means i yeah. was very like i don't know the whole short form thing even at the moment is I've kind of taken a step back from short form a little bit, like over the past couple months. Um, when it was first, like YouTube introduced shorts and that was like every long form creator was like, okay, holy shit, what's going on? We need yeah. to adapt. We need to adjust. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, is it good? Is it terrible? Um, and I was just kind of like, Let's go. I, I'm going to jump on this. I don't want to get left behind. So uh, I think it could be a really cool tool and also something that could be fun to make. So I feel like I jumped on it relatively early. And I tried to make as many as possible in the beginning. But it was super tough because my content schedule at the moment is four long form videos a week. Mm -hmm. So then trying to add in short form to that is like mm -hmm. even a though it's a, it's it's a quicker video to make it's like it's still trying to find that time and then you don't want to put out like terrible videos you're really trying to like flesh out the concept of the video and everything mm -hmm. um so yeah i had a lot of uh success with short form i was like just really enjoying making it i feel like there was really cool things that you could do with short forms but that you couldn't do with long form like the ideas the um the scripting even and like playing with that idea of trying to keep someone's attention for the entire 30 seconds or a minute however long yeah. you're making it that was super fun um so recently, why I've been kind of like taking a step back is because I feel like for when I was like, okay, I'm going to try and go into short form and make this like a thing. It's now going to be a part of my content schedule. I was like, I'm going to do four long form, three short form. And just telling myself that mentally, like I was always trying to stick to that. So I feel like the quality of my videos started dipping because I was like, I'm just going to come up with a concept and make sure I get three videos out. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, I don't want to just put out content for the sake of content. So I was like, let me take a step back and just like, you know, 
short form is fun, but I only want to make a short video if I'm really like, this is a great concept, it's fun, uh, and it's something I really think is going to do well. But other than that, like I'm done trying to just make content for the sake of it. That's quite Definitely. a recent revelation for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Excuse me. Um, I've I've noticed it on your content. I've definitely seen you focus more in the long form, and I was just curious on that as well, where I know the long form's really been taking off over the last year-ish, and it's really been growing, and you're pulling in significant views on every single video. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's a smart revelation for sure to, to mo focus on the long form and keep the quality up. Yeah, I've always considered myself a long form creator first. And that's, you know, that's how I started. And that's what I enjoy making the most. Um, and, uh, you know, even just like the idea of making like longer videos like podcasting or, mm -hmm. you know, trying to extend videos to like 20 or 30 minutes that even interests me a little bit more than short form. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of like my bread and butter and that's it, it may i know a lot of people are saying like everything's going short form like you know you need to kind of consider that and that's a very i think it's a a potential for sure like it seems like yeah. people um are are kind of opting to go short form but you kind of have to just play to your strengths and i feel like you know i've been it's what I enjoy the most, so that's what I want to put most of my energy into. Is, is well, long it's form. it's working for you too. I I just yeah. think that there's a place for both of them. I think if anything's going, it's TV and traditional media, and then YouTube would be after that. So I I think if anything's going to be growing, it's going to be YouTube. But um, yeah, no, I I am ninety nine percent short form and trying to toss in a long form here and there, but um. I, if I had to pick, I'd prefer to be a long form creator because I think there's way more longevity with it. There's way more opportunities with it, um, and that's just my take on it from a short form creator. So, <laughs> um, I definitely agree. no, I, I I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Seth, what do you think? I mean, there's an so audience you, for each, so it's like you know. Yeah. What are you saying? You both are like would prefer to do long form. I would at the end of the day. Shorts yeah, are exhausting, I, I, man. It's different. <laughs> you it's know? different than what we currently do. So, um, and, no, I I think I'd probably, if I could, like, I want a million followers on any platform, I would definitely pick YouTube and make it long form because I think that's the most valuable subscriber base or follower base by far i think that you can get the most depth with their with your audience you can get better advertisers you can convert on affiliates if you have them you can um it, it just provide more value and somebody watching a 10 15 minute video versus a 30 second video and then going to the next one so i mean i'm i'm self-aware about it but it's definitely a thought in the back of my mind constantly on it so do you you make long form content as well? Starting to yep, it, it's getting. I'm getting a lot of shoes in, and the problem I'm having is I kick out one short form a day. I've been doing that for 
a while now and it's usually one review or it's and the videos aren't 15 30 seconds they're a minute to a minute and a half every video um and so it's the problem i'm having is i'm getting too many videos that i need to do and i can't put it all into a minute and i don't want to post four times a day because then it's it washes the content out and then it's like the quality's not there so it's the problem I'm having is I'm trying to figure out how I can maybe transition that into shorter long form where it's four or five minute videos and then it grows from there um, where it's multiple of those into a long form. So it's something I'm exploring kind of right now. Yeah. It's like what you said. It's just short form, man, especially when it's like a minute. I don't know about you, but it takes me like, I mean, still, three four hours to shoot one short and like get it all edited perfectly because i don't know what you use i use premiere especially for my shorts so it's like same with the b-roll get all that your guys's production value is pretty insane like yours is too yours is killing like i love for short form it's not really if we're like just short form i i i basically figured out pretty quickly was like if i want to get x amount of videos out a week it's like i'm gonna have to be just you know literally point and shoot with my phone and i kind of thought that that was the strength of short form as well as like people would watch that whereas they wouldn't watch that if it was a long form video you know like if you went on to a sneaker review and then someone's literally like holding their phone or like it's on a tripod and it's like super dark or something you know they'd scroll away but with short form if i literally just had a pair of shoes and i'm just doing this that was something that could you know i'm not saying like that's the best way but like no you you would watch it still yeah i think that there's many different ways to tackle the content game and that's something i think about as well where you could do the super raw long form as well or you could do the higher production like that's kind of my angle on the short form is there's a lot of creators that just rip the phone out and do that and so my angle on attacking against that is to stand out with the production quality i think seth agrees with that and stuff and that's what we try to do with the podcast here and stuff now so um yeah i i think that there's multiple ways of looking at each platform it's just short versus long is kind of the battle right now facts well yeah both of you killing it with with the uh the quality well thank you (laughs) yeah and Um, it's like the whole like even the the post-production just the fact that you can get these clean shots and it's such like perfect quality that's it took me a very long time to even understand and i'm still like nowhere near what you guys are doing in terms of quality well i'm curious i since i'm such like a camera gear head i'm curious what do you shoot with like what's the the a roll like what's the head on shot what's the camera you use um what lens do you have and then like your b-roll do you shoot with a gimbal in your camera or do you do it handheld with your phone or because i know you've talked about that where you started with just your iphone and then it was transitioning to getting a a sony or whatever you have um i'm I'm the nitty-gritty i'm curious on it yeah so i actually recently upgraded quite a bit so I was shooting with Sony a7 III, which when I got it was like huge investment because that's an expensive camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just, it's not like the, 
you know, I was looking at what everybody else was using, and I think the A7S III was like, that's the big boy one, but that's like 3, 4K. And I was like, there's no way I can afford that one. So I went for this one, I think it was like maybe 2K or something um, for the A7 III. Uh, I'm actually not sure what lens I started with, but that took me a, a long time to figure, because I thought like, oh yeah, you get this camera, and then suddenly you look great, and like your video is amazing. <laughs> Then I had to learn about, okay, wait a minute, the lens has to be specific to what you're shooting. So then I was like, okay, what the hell do I need, a, a zoom lens or a, a prime lens? I was learning all of these things, and I just thought it was insane. Because I was like, all I knew was a freaking camera on your phone that's like this big. And I was like, how do they justify charging the amount <laughs> for that when I can just do everything on this? Yeah. So... Yeah, and then I had to learn about the whole, like, um, uh, like then how you shoot it on your camera dictates how you're going to edit it. And then, like, mm -hmm. color grading. And that was, like, like... It's a world. Nobody told me about any of this, you know? Yeah. I was like, at this point, I was like, should I just go back to my phone? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Sony a7 III, and then recently just upgraded to the a7 IV with a really expensive lens what is it it's the um 2.8 16 to 35 g master yep. zoom lens first time i've ever had a zoom lens um because now i have like multiple studios so having that zoom lens is is quite important for like you know different aspect ratios if i take it upstairs or downstairs um b-roll for my reviews is still all my phone and I don't think I would change that because I think it gives probably the most realistic view on a pair of shoes, at least in my opinion. Like, yeah. the way you see it on your phone is what most people are used to. And then, like, the different lighting con conditions of me going outside kind of makes it look like a little bit more how it would if you had the pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's literally just with a gimbal and my phone. Then, I like that. I've been transitioning because, like, I think 70% of the B-roll in my sh videos now is just from my phone on this table. If you have good lighting, like, it it does the trick for sure. I Especially mean, you, outside. The phones are so good now where it's it's hard to tell the difference. That's why I was curious on what you shoot with because I've tried to I'm, – I'm just, like, so into the tech side of it too where it's it's kind of a hobby of mine almost – uh, the photography and all that stuff. And so I was watching your videos here and there. I'm curious, like, trying to pick it apart. Like, I wonder what he shot this on. And because I think about that when I'm watching other people's YouTube videos. So I was just curious on that. Do you, like does it. it, like, if you watch my channel, does it strike you as, like, quality? I would say so. Like, yes. camera-wise? That yeah. So honestly, that's what made me follow you in the first place, which I don't know when it was. It was a while ago. Um, I think it was pretty, I think it was before you hit like 100K, but I just the mm -hmm. the thing that really struck me was your outdoor B-roll and the on-foot look that you said was very time-consuming. I think that drew a lot of people in, including myself. It was just something that when I'm reviewing shoes, I do it in my office and I don't go out and about wearing the shoes. And so... I really admired it. I thought it was high quality because it looked good. It was outside. You could get 
close up and get the details. So that was something that I was like, high quality sneaker review. It's outdoors. It's different. Let's drop a follow. So that that's where I found you, at least on YouTube. That's cool. That's really cool to hear as well, because it's like recently or over the past uh, maybe six months to a year now, reviews are like the videos that are not performing as well as other videos. I don't know whether that's across the board for other creators, but like review videos, unless it's like a super hyped up early review and you're mm -hmm. one of the first then it's going to bang. Other than that, it's like, it's going to be a video that doesn't perform as well as, um, as just like regular videos that I make. So I've always thought, okay, people are just not interested in reviews anymore. Are they kind of moving on or something. Um, but it's also something that I, I never want to stop making from mm -hmm. the channel just because I really enjoy making those. Um, because it's also like, there's an element of like editing, which is also super fun because there's it's quite music heavy and like the timings and everything is, is really fun. Um, and that's kind of like what I started the channel with. So it's like, I don't think that's ever some, something that I'm going to stop doing, but it, it, yeah, it has been kind of declining in interest. I think. That's true. It goes back and forth. Like it's very, it's very weird. Like it has to yeah. be like that hyped up shoe for it to actually get a lot of traction but if it's like I, I, anything I else factor like, of it is mm. our boy seth right here posting early shoes all the time and these people that are posting all the early pairs and if it's not an early <laughs> pair it's yeah if this man's already in 2024 what am i supposed <laughs> to do about that <laughs> <laughs> got stuff that doesn't come out but even for then like it year. just depends on what the shoe is like most of the time like if it's a shoe that's already released like it does way better especially for me, unless it's like Powerpuff Girl Dunk or like some like obscure shoe that no one's ever seen before. Like the Vomero video I just did, that one's like crushing on TikTok right now. And I'm like, really? That's weird. These have been out forever, but it's just one of those shoes that it's like people resonate with. Either they have it or they've seen it. And I don't know, just grabs What's your um, best performing video out of interest? Mine? God, that's such a good question. I know the satin bread, that one had like three or four million on TikTok. I remember you know, that the Powerpuff one. Girl Damn, was good. Satin bread, the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. But that video, that video has been out a while because it was the early, early, whatever the hell one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember outside of that. I'll have to dig through. That is a good question. I am curious, but it's a lot of Jordan 1s. Jordan 1s yeah. and, like, SB Dunks. Those videos, yeah. every time I get an early one in, I'm like, it's going to crush. But anything else? Good pairs, yep. It's all it's all over the place, man. It's kind of random. But it is. And it how is. about you, Charlie? Uh, Best I did a performing bunch of, video. I did a bunch of, have you heard of the brand Way of Wade? Oh, yeah. I the probably, I can company. picture the video right now. Is it the twisty ones? Yep. With the laces that twist? Yep. So what did you get on did, that? That one did 42 million on TikTok. It did 30 million on Facebook. And then it did another 30 million on Instagram Reels. So, 
yeah, that was that was a crazy one. And I gained a lot of followers for that, which was good and bad in a sense, because when I post a video that's kind of like vibey like that and different from my regular content, and then you get people that are following you for it, it's it's uh, they're thinking that that's your content is basketball shoes and not everything else. And so I did a few of those um, help prop up the followers quite a bit. But um, no, I mean, it's all part of the journey. But it's yeah, it's pretty cool to have a video that does that many views. So I think it's so interesting to try and like, think about why, why did that video perform so well, and then like break that down. And then can you replicate it? Do you want to replicate it? And, and, so and I tried to, I, for a few of them, I did that with some Nike reacts, the ones that auto lace, um, that one did like 10 million combined. I did another way of way. It sent me another pair that was a different colorway that I did. And it did another 20 million on Instagram. And it, it, I did a few of those and it was, it was just like a perfect storm type of deal. The perfect song, the perfect, like you can hear the laces clicking, like it looks crazy. Mm. It's one of those like where they throw the glass container down the stairs and it shoots a bunch of colors everywhere. And it's like, oh, it's just yeah, kind of yeah. like those like ASMR type deals where it, yeah, it's one of those yeah. videos. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't done one of those in a while and I see a lot of people doing like how to lace your shoes up short form, like doing like a vibey lace up and those do well too. But I mean, how much depth do you get with your audience with something like that? It's, could be good and bad in my mind, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a mixture, isn't it? You kind of, you know, you, you bundle it all together into like a complete mm-hmm. package. But yeah, yeah, I think those are pretty, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, those videos definitely hold value. But yeah, like, like you said, having those ones that, um, that are more audience based and consistent with your brand, I think, mm-hmm. or obviously that's the bread and butter. Yeah, no, exactly. Sure. I, I think so. Um, and I, I know we have probably what like ten minutes left till you got to run. It's flown by, yeah, something like that. You want to? You guys are the very first podcast I've ever been on. Really? Yeah. Let's go. Exclusive. I've just Elliot I've exclusive. never had time to do podcasts, but I was like, you know what? Charlie's hats are so good. I gotta come back. <laughs> I love it. You have to, dude. Well, we'll definitely um, have to have you on again, but uh, yes, wanna... no, for sure. I Power do want to touch on your brother a little bit, because um, I'm curious about it. Because I I know you get a lot of comments like is this Dylan and like the vibe there. And so I'm just curious, like, what's the relationship with your brother? Are you guys starting to do content together? Um, has his content journey been completely different from yours or similar? Um, can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so we're very close. We do everything together. Um, a big part of like why I moved into where I'm at now is because now we live next door to each other. So that's sick. yeah, we're constantly at each other's house. Um, our content journey is pretty much like side by side. Like we almost started at the same time. I started a bit before him, and then he started. Uh, but the interesting thing is that he went into short form. And I went into long form. So I think what's so perfect about that is how like when now like we're kind of coming together um, because he was living out in Australia. I was 
I was in Australia with him for a little bit, and then I came back to the UK first. He stayed out there, but now he's back, um, and he's obviously like insanely successful on on TikTok and short form. Like he's one of the biggest, he's yeah. killing it. He's lit, yeah, literally one of the best. So, um, he like a lot of short form creators wants to get into long form. Um, and I think it's also pretty important for any content creator to kind of have a well-rounded, um, you know, like distribution of your, of your content. So yeah, having long form is, is cool. So we decided to start a channel together. Um, and that's very recent. We've posted one video to it, uh, to the channel and, yeah, we've just been working on uh, coming up with new videos, but the thing is, it's like we're both so slammed, so trying to add into into that tough, is, yeah. is pretty, yeah, it's pretty chaotic, but... Um, it's a killer video, though. We... I liked it. Oh, you watched it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at them doing something with Mr. Beast. What is this? It's so it's so crazy how that even came about, but yeah, it was it was a very fun video uh, and, and it's just a crazy experience as well. Um, yeah, so that was like the first video, and it was just kind of like we've been wanting to start a channel together for the longest time, and it was just that one point where we were like, you know what, let's just record this. Like we have to make content out of this. So that ended up being our first uh, video, but yeah, we've got our second one coming out pretty soon. We found an editor for that channel which is essential it's like we probably couldn't do it if we were editing it just because our yeah. schedules are so stacked so yeah um as soon as the editor's done with that one we'll get that posted hopefully this week and then yeah just try and like bring it all together where we have like um you know our channel and then our separate things as well and then just build it from there and see where that goes I love it. I'm excited to see it grow, dude, because the foundation is there. Just got to start putting the reps yeah. in, dude. It's exciting. But Yeah, it's uh, super exciting, to be fair. What do we got? You want to talk about some upcoming sneakers real quick? Some of these other questions we can dive into. You know what into. we should talk about? Those, um, one of the craziest things. I don't know. I don't want to... Um... Do your interrupt thing. your guys' schedule. No, you're in, dude. Do like, no, no, thing. no. This is my podcast now. Um, <laughs> but one of the one thing that I think is really interesting right now is the CPFM debate about sizing. Because right. I had no idea it was this crazy until I dropped my review, checked the comments, and suddenly there's like people with completely different opinions on this. Oh, it's massive for me. Oh, it's true to size. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this a thing? I thought we all agreed that it was, everybody found it, that it was too big. You know, yeah. I got a whole size down and it fits me. So it's like, how is it different? Is there something wrong with this pair of shoes? Like, what's going on? Have you guys got it or no? Yeah. So Charlie just I got a pair in, right? Yeah, I just I actually hit on the CPFM website and then I hit on the sneakers app. I got both different colorways and then I got uh, a size 10 and what in the world? <laughs> um I guess we're celebrating on Riverside. He deserves right now. that. Yeah, that's that's um, pretty crazy. <laughs> so, I got a size 10 and a 9 and a half. Um 
I have not tried either on yet. There's been, I watched your review. I've seen other people. I've seen people, I'm usually a 10 and a half, 11. So I went down a full size and then I went down half a size on one pair. So I was like, God, we're getting all the animations. I was like, I'm, I, I'm not sure which will fit. I, I've again, I've seen people that are like these fit true to size, and then I've seen people like I went down a full size and a half, and they fit. So I, I haven't tackled that one yet. I'm, I'm curious to try it on. It's my video for the next couple of days. I think it's coming out. So I'm just waiting on that other pair to come in. But Seth, what are your? <laughs> so I had like one of the early, early pairs. It was a ten and a half, but it looked like a boat. <laughs> so I didn't I wear a nine and a half for reference, so I was like, I'm not even gonna try this on. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know how that one fit, but I know it was big because Mo tried it on, he's a ten and a half, and it was like huge. It had to have been like a twelve or a thirteen, but That's crazy. I don't know. And then yeah, like you said, Elliot, like I'm seeing people online be like, I got true to size. It fit. I'm like what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I, I didn't even go for him because I was scared. I was like, I don't even... Uh, yeah, because I, I think do. they dropped kind of like surprisingly. And yeah. I was like, you know, I had a pair in. And I was like, okay, let's find out if we can get a release date before I make this video. And then it's like, CPFM's like, yeah, we're dropping them tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, go, well, go, now, go. you know, like... <laughs> People need to know the sizing. So I imagine a lot of people went in blind. I mean, there's obviously like some people who had it early um, who was able to give some like sizing information. I think, what is those guys' names? Private? Private. Selection. Private selection. Yep. Yeah, they they obviously did uh, the whole sizing thing, which I thought was, I think they were like some of the only ones, at least that I saw. So I think it was either going to be wrong or right. I don't know how there's a middle to this story. It's like, it's either too big or too small. So there must, it's either, I mean, I guess there could be a scenario where everyone's right and there's something wrong with the quality control or something with the shoes where like it's kind of different. It's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this with sizing. No, it'll be the the ever ending debate, the never ending debate where it's like, oh, my, my pair fits true to size. Mine's too big. Mine's too small. So... Yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> um, I want to get your take on, we just got, I'm going to share my screen here. We just got news that I think you talked about this. I don't know if I caught it yet, but the Adidas Yeezy releases are postponed or canceled for 2023. I'm curious. I know you're a Yeezy guy, so I'm curious your thoughts on it. Um, kind of what, because you've been covering the Yeezy news with Kanye and, all the drops and you're really tuned in on these are coming out. These aren't. And, um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that they're going to come out eventually or is this kind of end here? Well, what's the, they never gave a reason for this, did they? No, they never said so. why. No, were like abrupt speculating, but I don't know. Yeah. So, it must be something to do with what's happening in Israel. Yeah. At least I think that's what people are assuming. But the thing is, is yeah. like if they already decided to go ahead with this and they already put in place the, uh, the whole like donating a certain percentage um, to different causes and they also add like a little pin 
with some of the shoes. Mm -hmm. So it's like if they're doing all of this and they are canceling it due to Israel and, and Hamas, then it's a little bit counterintuitive. Like why is it just like, are they just pausing it? Which would make a little bit more sense. But to me, it's like if you're already going to be using some of the profits to for good, why wouldn't you just continue that? Yeah, then why not? Like if, yeah. if we were already all in agreement, like, look, these profits are going to good causes at least. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they continue it now? But I think obviously we're going to have to wait and see. I think they will still release, um, but it'll just For be sure. next year. Because they've yeah. got a ton left, don't they, still? Yeah, they have to. Yeah, I, I when this all kind of happened, I remember they basically were saying, like, we're going to, I believe it, the easy stock valued at a billion dollars. I know they had a ton of inventory, and it was like either we're going to just destroy it or we're going to sell it and try to make a bunch of money and or, or try to at least get our recoup our money because they had a ton of inventory on it. And, yeah, I'd, honestly, I never even thought about that angle with it. Um, that makes sense in my mind. I just, yeah, I thought we were kind of like they figured out a solution. We're going to do it until our stock runs out and then – relationships over but this is kind of like a another one of those like here we go again with adidas like i didn't see this coming it was an yeah. announcement and yeah. i think if they i mean they had they were crazy enough to bring them and like carry on selling them in the first place right which i think is so unprecedented like mm -hmm. it's kind of a crazy look on adidas to like cancel it and yeah. be like we are never producing these again and then <laughs> to go back on that. So if they do that in the first place, then they're, and, and obviously it's financially driven, yeah. they're not going to be leaving mm -hmm. money on the table by not releasing the rest. Like, no. They'll come back for the rest. Yeah. It'll happen I, eventually. It's, it's an interesting one. I'm, again, I'm not super plugged into the easy side of it, so I was curious to get your thoughts on it, but it's an interesting one. It's, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. The whole, like... I mean, the whole, it's pretty much been going on like this entire year, the whole Yeezy Adidas thing. And it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. And it's so back and forth. And I remember when it was like all first going down, it's like, oh, what is going on? That's <laughs> yeah. That's and there's like so many different. It literally, it started off with like small things, nobody expected. And then suddenly it just started like going, just spiraling to like crazier and crazier things. Just Kanye Wait, being Kanye, man. Yeah, it's it's do? interesting because like, in a way, Kanye like built Adidas up huge with the Yeezy brand, and then it's just such a like risky relationship with. I mean, he's been having incidents for the last twenty years with different things, and um, I mean, yeah, it's it, terrible the stuff he said and it's yeah i i think seth and i talked about it on the podcast where like we're shocked even adidas is continuing this right off the bat and yet they were so yeah i think there was like at the beginning i mean i was i think what the main narrative was when it first started happening was kanye was not happy with adidas because they were copying his designs mm -hmm. and i think that was something a lot of people could get behind because it's like, you know, this super creative person who's got a, a really cool team of designers 
and then Adidas is making rip-off versions that it, it's basically they're just trying to make as much money and they're not respecting this collaboration that has made them a ton of money. So it's kind of like, you know, we can all agree, like, you know, don't rip off the designs and, and just, it seemed like a very uh, fair point. But then it just got, you know, to a point where it's like, this is crazier and crazier and more things started, you know, happening where it's like, okay, now you don't even know what's going on, whose side you're on, you know, what's right and what's wrong. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. But I think, man, Yeezys are really one of the um, the coolest brands, like in terms of agree. how it, it's almost like you can, the fact that Yeezys got to a comparable point in terms of like popularity um, to like Jordans and in terms of like, yeah. you know, um, people were super excited about that and it almost created like a whole subculture of people who were just into Yeezys. Yeah. And I have, from my, like, the content that I've made, I think Yeezys brought a lot of people into the sneaker game that wouldn't have been into it um, if it wasn't for Yeezy sneakers. At oh, least yeah. that's, you know, just what I've heard from people. So I think it's, it's you know, super unfortunate that it's come to an end. And I wish there was some way to, like, keep it going or if some other... Uh, creative brand can kind of fill that void I think I it'd think be great but I think <laughs> yeah, like there needs to be more to... competition yeah because I... some of the crazier designs and like just more futuristic stuff that um, is really interesting I I really enjoy those shoes being yeah in the mix you know yeah no I, I agree with you there 100 percent um Another thing I'm very curious on here, we can do this last one here. I don't know how much time you have. Um, this this seems to happen in the U.S. quite a bit. Um, sneaker stores getting robbed, and it's been going on for a few years now. I've never been overseas, so I'm not sure about any of this, but we recently had a car crash into a Chicago sneaker store. I think it was yesterday, um, and stole $100,000 worth of merch. Um, I saw this story and it, it, unfortunately it happens quite a bit in the sneaker scene in the U S and out in California and there's shootings with it and there's people robbing stores and breaking windows to steal shoes. And I've never, I don't know if it just doesn't get in the news cycle or I've never heard of it happening overseas. Does this kind of stuff happen in the UK or is this a strictly screwed up U S thing? Very U S thing. Is it? (laughs) Well, I mean, the the whole um, sneaker scene is is massively U.S. So, like, I feel like you guys have okay. a lot of uh, resale stores out there, mm. but there's not that many here in the U.K. Um, I just don't think it's as big of a market. But, I mean, this seems pretty crazy. <laughs> and wasn't it like, I remember, like, seeing this and then all of the comments talking about, like, this is probably just for insurance. Because it's specifically a resale store. It could be. And um, like they can mark up the insurance claim because it's like the resale price. So they can get that 100K back easy was what the comments were saying. I don't know what yeah. the, the situation I mean, out be. there with. 
Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, I don't want to say something that's not true, but I'm pretty sure this store had, be bro- had been broken into, like, multiple times. Would not surprise me. <laughs> Crazy pictures. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm... So this, they just drove into the store, basically. <laughs> it looks like they just drove through a drive the front through, door. <laughs> drive-through sneaker shopping. The world's first. <laughs> Yeah, Bring I bring out Joe Pluma. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, speaking about the UK scene, I'm curious. Like, what are what are some shoes you see people wearing? Are no two ways huge over there? Because that that's one brand I really like. That I know is based over there. Is it a lot of retro Jordans, a lot of Yeezys, a lot of Balenciaga? I don't like what's popular right now. Um, no two ways. Great brand. Um, mm-hmm. obviously I support them heavily because obviously Calix content creator, um, the designer Rockwell Princely, he's like, he's just such a cool guy. And mm-hmm. I think the, the product that they make is super cool as well. So I've got a bunch of their shoes, but in terms of like, what's most popular, it's always, at least here in the UK, it's Air Maxes. I guess really? just the big issue. Yeah. Air Maxes. Which models specifically? Um, it's probably a mix, but I think I would say it's it's probably like what you would see the most is like Vapor Maxes or just whatever the latest Air Max is. And then really? you get to, if you get to like sneakerheads, they'll probably be into like the Air Max ones in the 90s and stuff like that. Hmm. That's interesting. That's not the answer I was expecting. I I don't know what I was expecting, but Air Maxes was not on the top of it. Is that really not something that's like known globally? I I think the U.S. is just, and I probably fall victim to this too. We're kind of selfish pricks here. We only think about ourselves, and so <laughs> I mean, in the sneaker scene, we're like, oh, retro Jordans. Jordan ones are huge dunks, and um, yeah, I guess I'm. I haven't really traveled outside of the U.S. Um, Seth, have you? I mean, I. Not much. I'm going to yeah Paris I mean, I, in, in March. Inside of the U.S. So quite it. a bit, but yeah, and inside of the U.S. I mean, it from California, it's completely different styles from there to the Midwest where I am to Atlanta to New York, like completely different cultures. Streetwear in New York is way bigger than California, and there's no, it's non-existent in Minnesota. But um, yeah, I, Air Maxes. I guess that was just not the answer I was expecting. Yeah, you'll see a ton of them. I was thinking New Balance. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. Nah, yeah. New Balance, they're not big here. If anything, then it will be like Dunks and then just whatever the U.S. is wearing. Like it's, It basically just follows the U.S. trends, I would say. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah. Well, sweet. Is there anything you want to else you want to add, Elliot? Anything you want to plug? Where, where can people find you? What kind of projects do you have working on? Um... Just YouTube channel if you're interested. Come hang out over there if you want. Just Elliot Page. Um, issue with that is the Google search got destroyed of my name because of the actor. Yeah. So we're struggling, Dude. but... Um, <laughs> that one so video think, you did I of the hotel room, first. dude. That one video you did of the hotel room with the little, like, 
card that said Elliot Page. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was crying laughing. And then that Dylan's was, was so like actually hilarious. Dylan. I was like, yeah. Oh, no, they really yeah. thought. That's so funny. Sorry you, to interrupt. Do you think that helps or hurts? Um, Ooh, I don't question. know. At the beginning, because it it happened when I was like super low with subscribers, so I can't imagine it helped. Like mm. people who were trying to find me, because if you typed in Elliot Page, even on YouTube, I was gone. I was at the bottom. <laughs> I used to be at the top. So I, but I think over time, like as I've grown, if you type in Elliot Page, I think I'm I'm the top. So it's yeah, it's okay. I think so yeah. It might help now. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's like a you know people they recognize the name now so then mm, they'll probably just right. be like interested what the hell's going on over here and then hey a view is a view even if they don't subscribe i'll take that yeah, fair enough facts well sweet like thank it. you so much for making this work i know seth and i are super appreciative of it we got first podcast from elliot so i'm hyped about that so yeah man Definitely thank you so much for again. having me if you uh want to do this again we'll figure it out i think that'd be fun for sure yeah no i'm i'm always game we could talk more shoes and kind of everything so yeah 100 percent. appreciate it guys yeah Thanks. thank you much and have a good one